everybody, and welcome to That's Life, where every week for the last, I don't know how many weeks, I have sat here and thought we have seen it all, and yet another seven days goes by, and I realize we have seen nothing yet. Good morning, folks, and thanks for listening. I'm Miriam L. Wallach, blogger, writer, general manager here at the Nachum Siegel Network. You can find me here right after Allison, right before Nachum's live lunch. A good morning to Yoni. Good morning. How are you? I'm trying to figure out what you're talking about, and I mean, there's a million different things. But that's my point, right. is that that... Two weeks ago, we were in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Right. Last week, there was other insanity, and then there was the there was the um, the mass shooting in California, right. which the terrible tragedy there. Now, fifty six people are dead as of this morning due to wildfires in California. There have right. been a barrage of rockets raining down on Israel for a good, crazy couple of day periods where kids couldn't even go to school. Right. They were school was canceled because they couldn't go outside, mm-hmm. which is insane. Yeah. And of course, we are expecting our first snow here in the Northeast. What about the uh, the made up homeless story? Remember that story from like a few months ago? The made up homeless story, where the woman like gave her last twenty dollars or whatever that she was going to use for like gas or something, and gave it to this homeless guy, or whatever, and then put a GoFundMe and they raised like hundreds yes. of thousands of dollars. Yeah, 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 yeah. Came out today that that was all fraud, and right. I think they went to jail. I don't know. That, something somebody, like that. something, and then of course, I mean the the only silver lining story that has really come out in last, uh, you know, fourteen to sixteen hours was the story of uh, the the woman. The lawyer, the Irish lawyer, who is being hailed as the mother of BDS, meaning she actually is one of the founders of BDS, one on a crazy drunken rampage. I didn't see that. Oh my God, it's an epic video, which we cannot play on air for it is replete with profanities. Um, have like a beat button? No, no you don't want to. I mean, <laughs> beep, 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 you don't want to because it, it really, you, you have to hear her entire rampage. Um, for those people who haven't seen it, it's actually on my Twitter account. I know you're shocked to hear that, but it is on my Twitter account. Um, and she was on an Air India flight that was headed towards Heathrow, and they would not give her another bottle of wine. Fine. I kid you not. And as a result, she went on a complete racist, um, drunken rampage. Listen, well, let's be honest. Wouldn't you if you didn't get a bottle of it wine? It must have been a good bottle of Kedem, right? I got to tell you. <laughs> that 2016 vintage is what uh, exactly. everybody's talking about. Yeah, so it has been a crazy, crazy week. Our thoughts, of course, go out to everyone in Israel, um, in the South, and, and uh, I mean, our hearts are with you. Our thoughts are with you, that is for sure. Um, and our tefillot are with you as well. To everyone in California, I mean, stay strong out there as well. Um, and it is absolutely tragic what is going on there in California. Yeah. It is, it's insane. It, me by my, me by Aish. Um, it is, it is absolutely tragic. And then of course I'm making fun of you about snow. So <laughs> anything, anything here is possible. We have a lot going on. Um, I know that in the live lunch today, we're probably going to talk about you and kosher fest. And when our guests come, my guests, I should say, come on the air in just a few minutes, we're going to talk to them a little about kosher fest. Mm-hmm. So it's there. been a big, big week. Here in the New York area, I do want to do the fortune cookie. Um, by the way, have you noticed a lot of the holiday decorations going on around New York already? I was just going to say, what are the what about the holidays today? We will talk about the oh, holidays. Okay. You're going to we'll talk about the holidays. I'm going to fortune cookie first. I didn't realize that was a verb. By the way, to fortune yeah, cookie. Yeah. Now it's a verb. Okay, here we go. Understanding the nature of change changes the nature. I don't know. I just. I'm going to read that again. Understanding the nature of change changes the nature. Okay. All I hear is snow. (laughs) 
<laughs> and I know it actually has nothing to do with actual nature, but it doesn't seem. I to thought for to me. sure with the snow coming today, you'd you'd uh, one of your snow globes. Oh, get going. I don't want live lunch. We can do, we can do a snow globe off. Who has the best music? <clears throat> Not all of them play music, by the yeah, way. The Empire State Building one does. Yes, and so does the Hanukkah one. Yeah. But yeah, hold on. Go. Live lunch. All right, let's do the national holidays before we get to our guests. Um, it is National Clean Out Your Refrigerator Day. Yoni, that means you. Yeah, I do it once every quarter. I usually, don't so want to know. The next when. one's scheduled for another two months or so. All right, then take care of the one here if yeah. you don't mind. We'll do that <laughs> together. Um, it's also I Love to Write Day. It's National Philanthropy Day. It is Use Less Stuff Day. Which I if like you that. yes, I like that too. Except if you less look at my more. if you look at my desk yeah, right, right now, there is nothing less going on right here. Um, it's also America Recycles Day, which is something unfortunately we do not celebrate every day in the five towns. But that's another story for another day. Um, and it's National Bun Pan Day. Bun pan like cakes like that. Stuff? Yes, yes, Yoni. Cool. Yeah, cool. You know what a bun pan is, yeah? Yeah, like cakes, right? Yes, like like cakes. Right. Okay. Okay. I have a good visual. Okay. I think I could be totally off, but whatever. Okay. Let's go with it. Yeah, let's just move on. Go back to cleaning out the fridge. Yeah. You're listening to That's Life here at the Nahum Siegel Network. We're joined this morning by two returning guests. I think they might have been one of my first guests um, in the first iteration of the Kosher Magazine um, world that they had entered into. And that seems like forever ago because they and their publications have continued to evolve into... Um, not only tremendous entities in the kosher food world, but also really trailblazing um, in terms of what I feel that they do for the kosher food industry. Shifra and Shlomo Klein join us. They are the editors and I say I think the chief financial officer of Fleischig's magazine. Good morning, folks. Good morning. How are you? I am good. I hear I hear Shifra Shlomo there also. Shlomo Hill. Excellent. Good morning, folks. Thanks so much for joining me. Mazal Tov on your new baby. <laughs> I will say Thank that. Thank you. That's really what it is. You're right. Yeah. Well, I, I only know that because in every single time you and I or the three of us have discussed an issue, it is really such a labor of love. And um, you can see all the effort that's put into it that the only thing you are really missing is the hospital visit. Yeah, I I imagine that this is no different. This is the first issue. This is your this is your bechor. This is your firstborn of Flashix. How did how did this process of starting this new magazine, your first issue, differ from the other magazines you had started? Well, I mean, you know, we brought our vast experience and knowledge of the kosher industry and publishing. And really, you know, brought that experience with us. So that really helped us, I think, even come up with this idea of focusing just on meat. Obviously, we'll also have paris and desserts and salads and things of that nature. But that's really what inspired us to specialize in something that we felt was has so much room for discovery. So um, that was pretty much the inspiration. Shlomo, I, I know that out of all the interviews that have been set up or that you've done already for the magazine, for this first issue, you are most excited to sit down with me, the vegetarian, and discuss this one. Am I right? One second. Can I reveal on air what you told us this week? Yes, for sure. <laughs> okay. So I want to be, I won't be the first, but I am going to make it my mission to get Miriam Wallach to eat some flesh. <laughs> 
Yeah, so I had, uh, I will fill everyone in that I had revealed to the Kleins uh, when we saw each other at uh, the book signing, at the book launch event for Naomi Nachman's newest release on Mazal Tov to Naomi, um, that I had... Another baby. Another baby, exactly. Um, That I had... She's a girl. We had Arbus. We we have a Sean Zoffer going on. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I don't know. I like the blue cover on the Flashix magazine. Um, That (laughs) I had inadvertently become Flashix myself, for the first time in I don't know how many years over Sukkot. So I had um, so I had shared that story with them, and I knew, I mean, Shlomo, I knew you would enjoy that. But seriously, for a moment, I mean, every every husband enjoyed that story. But um, but but seriously, for a second, you know, I, I know that you and I have discussed food. The three of us have discussed food, and you know that I appreciate different flavors, and you also know that I cook meat, even though I don't eat it. So I'm seriously wondering for a second, when you were making, when you were putting together this magazine, and there aren't too many of people like me, I mean, for, for good reason, and God bless, but there aren't too, peop- too many people who are, you know, just not eating meat. So I wonder how you thought people like me would really receive the magazine. Well, first of all, when we did that contest, you know, for the cover, trying to get people's ideas of what they think, I actually was sure that when I do see Miriam Wallach comment, it's going to be on the Pokeball. Right. And sure enough, she doesn't chimes in on, 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 the, on the steak picture. <laughs> but the truth, the, the truth is that um, while people do, you do, there are people out there who don't enjoy meats. I'm not going to say the magazine is not for them because there's a lot of content in there, interesting stuff to read. We're doing fish recipes. We're doing sides. We're doing salads. We're doing desserts. Um, It definitely has a major focus on meat, but it's not only about meat. Right. I hear that completely. And as a person who, again, does not eat meat but still prepares plenty of meat, I enjoyed the magazine uh, tremendously. And I think that I I joke with certain, um, certain restaurants that they should be flattered that they're a Flashic restaurant that I'm dying to go back to. I, I, I always oh. feel that way about Bedford. Um, mm-hmm. I, as a vegetarian, enjoy going to Bedford because there are options for me there and because they're not ignoring the other options on the menu. And I felt the same thing about this magazine is that it, it was, to me, it was like going to a meat restaurant. There were, uh, I can appreciate all of the features on, obviously, your London broil, which is a, a, a big feature and, and a big element in this, in this first issue. But also, you're not skimping on the other assets and the, the other angles in the, in the magazine as well, whether it's the challah, and there's an entire feature on challah, whether it's the side dishes, whether it's the parv, all of those, and the, the travel section as well, all of those things are not footnotes. They're still as important to you. Mm-hmm. I think also you're, you're actually a very good example. You're, you're the perfect answer to your question. You may be vegetarian, but you're cooking a lot of meats. You're taking care of your family. You know what's good for them. You know what's good to eat, and you're making them meat for yourself. That's a whole other story. Right, a hundred percent. You're listening. You're listening to that live here at the Nachum Siegel Network, and we are joined this morning by Shifra and Shlomo Klein, um, who are the the brains and the the exhaustion and the love <laughs> behind Flashix Magazine. You refer to it as the trends issue. What do you mean by that? So, because it came out right before Kosher Fest, and Kosher Fest was the time where the latest in kosher is being presented we decided that this would be a perfect issue to focus on the latest trends in the food market. So we basically put together, just in general, the latest trends in food. Um, And as you even said, it's not just related to meat. 
Um, in fact, one of the trends that we spoke about was how vegan options are expanding so much in the United States to the point that it's affecting the dairy industry. Um, we wrote about the Beyond Burger, the Impossible Burger. Um, those are things that are really trending right now. And what? Did, um, and so, yeah, yeah. No, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to interrupt. But but what did no, we, you? We even, we even. I'm sorry. I, no, I'm interrupting. No, it's okay. We Go did, for we, it. We did that vegan mac and cheese, but then we went and topped it with bacon. Uh, <laughs> bacon. Yeah. <laughs> right. There's. Um. Tell me though, what you saw at Kosher Fest? I mean, this is not your first Kosher Fest. Please God, it won't be your last Kosher Fest. And again, you really have your fingers on the pulse of the kosher food industry, sort of from a a watchful eye. You have you have interests in all angles and all aspects of the kosher food industry. So what did you see at Kosher Fest? Um, well, I mean, firstly, a lot of people up their game just in terms of, like, the their booths. I mean, Neil Mark brought in a food truck, so <laughs> that was pretty cool. And, and what trends did you notice, um, you know, again, because your magazine came out before Kosher Fest, not after Kosher Fest. How did, right. So how did you see the trends at Kosher Fest in line with what you had published already? Well, I, I had noticed, I mean, obviously there's all the meat companies, I obviously have to check them all out. Everyone's, you know, bringing out more products. They're upping their quality. They're coming out with a really good good stuff. So the kosher market is not what it used to be. But then on the other hand, I found one of my actually favorite products was something totally not meat-related. It was, I'm not going to call it a seltzer. I think it was called Yerbay water or something like that. It was a carbonated water full of um, nutrients and vitamins. A can of it had as much caffeine as a cup of coffee. It had no sugar zero calories, and it tasted great. I was like, that's amazing. And it kept you up for the next 10 hours. Well, I needed this, yep. <laughs> there was... But in terms of the reflection of, in terms of what we had written in the magazine and seeing those trends at Kosher Fest, um, so we definitely did see a lot of vegan options. There were even, there was a new plant-based burger um, at Kosher Fest. There were actually two. There was one from an Israeli company and one from an American company, so that was really interesting to see. Um, and then also what was interesting was to see so many more um, chocolates even available, uh, which wasn't in the issue, but there was also that expansion into, like, more sweets, and but higher end, like higher quality treats. Um, and then the beets, we did a whole thing on beets are in. Mm -hmm. So there's, you know, the ready beets. Right. Um, that's very easy to see. I actually noticed something very interesting. I don't know if you saw. What? A, a stand that makes stuff out of sweet potato. That sweet potato syrups, sweet potato flowers and pellets. I'm not even sure what you would use it for. That's really interesting. Yeah. That is that is certainly very interesting. Did you see a lot more um, or a greater number of international exhibitors than you have seen in previous years? Have you? Yeah, I did. I mean, there was... I even saw there was a, a company from, from the United Emirates. There was a lot more Middle Eastern companies. There were companies there from Greece. Um, there, was, there, was a, there was a company bringing in, like, the mayo in a tube from Switzerland, because obviously that's a fad. That's actually another one we missed. There is... Yeah, Tubes, it, yep. Yeah, in a tube. I've seen that, but I've never seen it kosher. There are, you know, th this what? this week I happen to have stumbled into um, an organic and mostly vegan supermarket here in Manhattan 
only to be stunned at how many products were under acceptable certifications. And it really spoke to me in terms of, you know, approaching this, uh, you know, this week of Kosher Fest and our interview as to just, I mean, I know we've discussed it before, but just how many more doors are opened to to people who are, you know, are strictly kosher, but yet like to try new things or have dietary restrictions beyond kosher that limit what they can take. Yeah, 100%. And the truth is the vegan, the, the expansion of the vegan market directly impacts the kosher consumer in such a positive way because, like, it allows us to have so many more options in terms of Shabbos meals, Yomtev meals, and even dinners when we're serving our, you know, roasted chicken. We can add so many other elements that we we weren't always able to. So that's really exciting. And for the three or six hours after that, we just, you know, we can't <laughs> stop ourselves from eating anything. Right. And all right, before <laughs> before we before we wrap it up, because we only have a few minutes left, I do want to, in in deference to all my vegetarians out there and people who don't eat meat, you know, let's keep the let's keep the sisterhood alive. Um, let's talk for a second about the power of options that you have going on in here, because again, they are important. And while you have yeah. a lot going on in this magazine, again, about um, burgers in general and about um, London broil and the best way to make London broil and and talking about different cuts of meat, um, you do spend a good amount of time talking about your poke bowl and different other par of options that are out there. And, of course, there's a wine element, and we thank everybody, and I'm not saying this to be funny, we, we thank everybody from, um, including Gabe Geller, from Royal, from Kedem, who are always very honestly helpful in terms of pairing things and, and bringing to our listeners and to your consumer um, different options that are out there and, and new vintages and new wines that are constantly being offered. But let's talk about the power for a second. Is poke still a big deal? Oh, definitely. Most definitely. Um, so it was the trends issue, but then we wrote about trends that are still hot, which is poke is definitely one of them. You'll, we started to see it everywhere. Like I even went to like a meat restaurant that was doing meat poke bowls. You'll go to like weddings and there's poke bars, which actually is a really fun idea for Hanukkah to make a poke bar. So poke is really not going anywhere. It's also um, sort of like a version of a sushi salad. And, the new sushi. Yeah, it's like the new sushi salad. That's really what it is. So there's really such a large place for it. Um, and we have a lot of really cool dessert options. We have that number letter cake, which is so trending. Yeah. And I have to say that I actually, we triple tested all the recipes, and I was like, I have to make this number cake. Because if I can make it, anybody can make it. And so I made it for Shabbos, and it really worked out. So I felt so good about myself. But I put yourself down. This is an amazing cook. But when it comes to baking, she definitely enjoys it. But it's, it's a science. You know, she goes by the book. Right. Right. Baking is always more challenging. And so I was like, and, and also this, it's more, it's more like, you know, you have to have your skills. You know, everything has to look nice and exact. So that actually really worked out really well. It was very exciting. Um, we also have that double-decker babka. Did you see that? I, I saw it, but I, I do have a question about the number cake. I, I want to ask you a question because, okay. I, and I'm not saying this to be funny, but it is, it, with all of the other number cakes, how-to or do-it-yourself you know, kind of, of instructions, it doesn't look nearly as easy as you make it look. 
I mean, yeah, is it? I think we actually have to go and do like an Instagram story and show everyone because it was surprisingly easy. Yeah, it really was. Well, that's my point is that I, I look at the picture on page 71 and I've seen, I mean, uh, so many other people post them. They're a great trend and they're certainly aesthetically pleasing. And I'm like, they're just, it just can't be. And then I read through the the <laughs> directions and the instructions in the magazine how many times I'm saying there's no way. There must be something missing. But you're, <laughs> but you're telling me it's just that simple. Yeah, it's literally like a sugar cookie dough that you shape um, and then just top with some really um, delicious whipped cream, Un- special pastry cream that we have. Yeah, it's really cool. Unbelievable. It's really, it, it really looks like a lot of fun. It's going to be something I have to try. Shifra and Shlomo Klein, I, I thank you both very much. I, I hope that you find, and I'm not saying this at all to be funny, that you find this um, this new endeavor as satisfying as you found the other ones. And, um, and Thank the, you. And you continue to take a tremendous amount of pride in the work that you do because it's really of such a high quality that um, that you should be proud of the work that you do. Um, Thank you so much. Not at all. And I also want to mention that don't think I didn't notice that at the bottom right-hand corner, there are numerous, um, how shall we say, uh, prices on the magazine now for the different countries where it is available. It seems... Isn't that amazing? I am stunned. So just let me get this right. It's the United States, Canada, it's England, and the U- right, the UK, Australia, South Africa, and Israel? Yeah. It's actually missing Belgium, I think, is also in there. Kol HaKavod to all of yeah, you. Yeah, that's... Yeah, Shlomi deserves the kind of It actually go and include, like, all the countries that people are subscribing from. Right. We actually have a field day with that. We've had people from Morocco, from uh, France... All over. It's, it's fascinating. Singapore, you know, out of the blue, you get these random places and you're like, oh, yeah, there's a there. <laughs> right. It's like the guy who downloaded our app in Afghanistan. Trust me, I know exactly. <laughs> and, how it... and by the way, you know you could roast chicken in a bunk pen. I, I, I was going to do talk about with that with Yoni during the live lunch, but I own one. But <laughs> you should know, Kleins, I own one bun pan and it's Flashix. So there oh, you go. Awesome. <laughs> there you go. Anyway, continued, continued Hatzlacha and to you guys, and um, I look forward to the second issue. Thank you so much. Yeah, my pleasure. You've been listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Siegel Network. And, uh, yeah, for those of you outside of the United States or for those of you who are not Americans living abroad, um, you might not know that next week is Thanksgiving. So there will be no new That's Life next week. Actually, I don't think we're going to be on at all, encore or otherwise. So I want to wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving. Gobble, gobble to you. Uh, The live lunch will start in just a few moments. It'll be me and Nachum and Yoni discussing bun pans and a whole bunch of other things here at 11 Yoni's like what are we discussing yeah here at 11 o'clock um, and then the live lunch of course is followed by a full afternoon of programming throwback Thursday starts at 1 p.m. the encore of JM Rewind starts at 4 and the Arab Shabbos show hosted by Mark Zomik begins at 7 p.m. Eastern time we're going to start the music in the background because it is a long song one of my Hanukkah traditions is playing Miami Boys Choir's the I love that V'achar Kane Ba'u off of the Klal Yisrael Together album. It is one of my hot... What do you want? So, you know, I get nervous that like what it's... What Because I don't know the songs often Ugh. and I get nervous that it's going to be the wrong song and you're going to be like, what is this? Right, but thank God it's the right song. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate... Thank you, Avrami. I... <laughs> the best song anyway this is part of my Hanukkah tradition and yes uh, we have dug out the Hanukkah wrapping paper so to say that 
the uh, the holiday is underway is certainly accurate. Do not miss JM and AIM tomorrow morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Hosted by Nachum Siegel and Malcolm Holmline jo- joins Nachum tomorrow morning at 7.40 a.m. At the conclusion of JM and AIM, join Naomi with her table from for two from Kosher Fest. Hear all about Naomi's perspective on Kosher Fest with a show that was recorded the first day of Kosher Fest live in uh where Kosher Fest is where? The Meadowlands. That's not at Meadowlands. Yeah. At the Meadowlands. Um, and then, of course, Saturday Night Seagull starts 9 p.m. Motzei Shabbat Matzos J.M. Sunday, Sunday morning starting at 7 a.m. Happy Thanksgiving to all. That's life, everybody. Bye, guys.
Fire it up!